Goes for goal! And finishes off the PSG victory! He's launched, Nuno Mendes is Nuno Mendes passes devant Trondano! The tir! Oh, he's beau, celui-là! The but of Nuno Mendes! You know the football, it is what it is. The premier but de Ronald avec le Paris Saint-Germain! Ah, quel joie! Hello and welcome to PSG Review, also known as the show that is just 15 years younger than Warren Zaire Emery, the man of the match and very deservedly so against no less than AC Milan at Parc des Princes on Wednesday night. Also known as the show that insists that it still has place in this operation, a bit like Marquinhos with his armband and I won't quite yet say that he's back to his best because his best, as we still remember, is absolutely immense but he has had a great start for the season and against AC Milan he was solid as the iconic concrete at Parc des Princes exterior. What a night of football and the group stage is now in its midpoint and PSG is on top of the group. Of course it's too early to celebrate. Right now I celebrate only the bounce back from the Newcastle match and the match itself against AC Milan. But there are still three tough matches ahead and two of them are at the very difficult stadia. My name is Mikko, really great to have you with me once again and on this episode we only really have one topic. Uh, you know what it is by now, but before we get into that in more detail, make sure that you follow me online at PSG Review Pod on Twitter and at PSG Review on Instagram and TikTok. And you can also email me your thoughts or questions or anything else for that matter. PSG Review dot podcast at gmail.com make sure to rate and review this show also on your platform of choice that is always a great help for an independent podcast like this one but more than anything thank you so much for listening are we good are we ready let's get into it all Somehow this season I haven't felt too nervous about PSG. I don't know why, but I think it's because we have such a new project which is only starting really. Uh, this has been one of the biggest overhauls since the QSI takeover with many new players and new coach who is implementing his thoughts and instilling the identity he wants the team to have. And uh, none of these things are instantaneous. Uh, change can take long time. So while I want to see the results and I'm certainly hoping for the best, I don't feel the nervous energy too much that I'm quite used to around our matches and that very much applied to this match too. It's a positive sign. Perhaps even the most positive sign of this match was that Luis Enrique, who is considered by some as fairly stubborn man, learned from his mistake in Newcastle. It's important to note there he didn't get his strategy right, but against AC Milan, we were back to the same exact starting lineup as we were playing against Dortmund. We have a solid options on the bench to bring in, but with this current squad, this probably is the strongest starting eleven. Donnarumma in goal, Hakimi and Lucas Hernandez defending and also of course attacking from their respective flanks with Marquinhos and Skrinja in between them. Manuel Garte, Warrenze, Emery and Vitinha in the midfield and Bappe, Colomani and Dembele in attack. Uh, like said, just like against Dortmund, and these two matches have probably been our best this season, all things considered. The the match itself, it did not start too well. Actually, PSG was looking quite fragile, even if Milan didn't get any unmissable chances. They were constantly dangerous, and we were struggling to get the ball to our forwards, much like against Newcastle. So it really didn't click immediately in any way, but... Uh, at the same time, team was doing good basic job and sustained all the pressure from the visiting side. 
this was always going to be a match where the scorer of the first goal was quite decisive. Uh, if not decisive as such, it was important nevertheless to be the team to open the scoring and that team we were. Uh, Warren C. Emery, who I cannot say enough good things about, was bringing the ball up the pitch, being pushed and pulled by a Milan player all the way throughout the midfield. But it's not so easy to destabilize this guy. He showed his power, his balance and his technique as he pushed through and gave an assist to Mbappe, who controlled it, cut inside and did his trademark shot past the defense. And uh, it went perfectly in the corner of the goal behind Mike Manian, who was basically just standing still, unable to do anything about it. And this this was the first goal that Mike Manian and AC Milan conceded this season in the Champions League. So it's not nothing. We're talking about one of the best keepers there currently is, uh, of course, also a Titi Parisien, but there was absolutely nothing he could do about this. Kylian Pape makes scoring look very easy. Sometimes we forget how special it is what he does, but either way, PSG was in the lead, 1-0. Then there was a second goal. It was a great play by Ugarte in the midfield and the ball got to Dembele, who seemed very relieved to have scored his first PSG goal, but the VAR went back and cancelled this one because Manuel Ugarte's midfield tackle was seen as not in line with the rules of the game. I don't know. It was pretty much shoulder to shoulder. Milan player was a bit off balance to begin with and Ugarte crashed into him with great force. It's one of those that if it was against us, I would have said probably that it was too much. But like I said, it was shoulder to shoulder. It doesn't matter that much what I think because the referee decided that the call won't stand and there was a midfield free kick for the visitors. In the end, probably the right choice, even if I would have been very happy for Dembele to get his goal. It also needs to be said that Ugarte did exactly what we wanted him to do. And and what we want him to continue to do, his whole job is to walk the fine line between what is and what isn't allowed. And, and he does it very well. So I don't fault him in any way. And without the, his tackle, there might not have even been a chance and subsequent disallowed goal. So fair play to him. Milan immediately had a half chance that didn't go in, but uh, what did go in was PSG corner situation five minutes later. The corner was given quickly, which caused some commotion in front of Manian's goal, and uh, PSG got 2-0 goal that actually stood, and it was scored from a rebound by Randall Colomuani. At this point, PSG had become more dominant. The indecisiveness of the early minutes of the first half were far behind, and AC Milan was struggling under the pressure, much like Dortmund had a little over a month earlier when this group stage started. Finally, just before the end of the regulation time, Warren C. Emery once more ran forward with the ball, gave a cross and Gonzalo Ramos, who had come in, uh, did very clever dummy in a box and allowed the ball to roll to Lee Kang-in, who smashed it for his first ever PSG goal. Could not have happened at a better time or at a better stage. 3-0 were the final numbers on the score sheet and Milan had their chances. Uh, there were some opportunities there, but nothing that our defense or Donnarumma could not have handled. Like said, Marquinhos was really great in this match. He was leading the back line by example, and I'm happy to see him raising his level. Uh, the competition of this season has been very good for him because when Nuno Mendes is back, and that won't be immediate situation, I know, but when he comes back, he, he will come back, and when he will come back, 
personally, I would start Lucas Hernandez as central defender because he has been very good for us this early part of the season. Really one of our key players, great mentality in almost every match. And he has really played almost every match uh, and almost every minute of every match. So as things stand from my vantage point, it is Milan Skrinja who might have to rest a little bit more when the time comes. But I'm sure there will also be a fair amount of rotation. So everybody gets to play. And of course, there is that thing that tends to come, you know, the injuries. So we will see if that happens, to whom it happens, if it does happen, and hopefully it does not happen, but at least we have some options now. Warren Sir Emery with his excellent performance and two assists was the man of the match and it was very deserved. Uh, he was talking to Canal Plus after the match. I am very happy to be named man of the match, but above all, it's teamwork. We did everything together. We're a team. It shows on the pitch. We put the effort for each other. In the CBS studio, Thierry Henry also spoke about him. And Henry, of course, knows him pretty well by now as he is the coach of France under-21s, where he hasn't just selected this 17-year-old to play, but immediately made him the captain of the team. People always talk about quality and youngsters and how good it can be with stepovers and whatever. He talked about Zaire Emery and he talked about his professionalism, how much he loves the game. That's very important that sometimes a lot of those youngsters, early doors, the, the, the people that are around them are not often there to help them. Warren has, has a family around him, tight, very close, and you can see that. And those type of players at times, especially at a young age, even after, needs to have this type of structure around them also to perform. And Warren has that on top of everything. So, like I said before, sky is the limit for this guy. Didier Deschamps was also in attendance, so we could imagine that it is matter of time, only that Zé Emery will be selected in the full national team. Who knows even if for the Euros for next summer, of course, for us, the most important thing is the extension to his contract and based on all the available information, that should be a matter of time. Of course, he was not playing alone. All in all, the whole team played very well. And for once, we can bring effective players from the bench too. Uh, Fabian Ruiz, for instance, came in for Ugarte and he continued where he had left things off against Strasbourg. Lee Kang Ng also had a good outing with even a goal to show for his troubles. And all in all, this was a solid performance from the whole team. But... Here comes the but. Is this level enough to win the Champions League? Well... I don't think so. I don't think this is quite enough to go all the way. And like I said earlier, I don't think we should bear that pressure on our shoulders anyway. But the good thing is that you can't win the Champions League in autumn anyways. That's not when the finals are played. And there are a lot of teams that are having their issues right now. There have been seasons when we have absolutely dominated the group stage, when we have topped these so-called groups of death. I remember, for instance, a couple of years ago, when we won the group with Napoli and Liverpool in it, and Liverpool managed to get into the second spot sort of very late moments of the last match day, but they were the ones who went to win the trophy half a year later. Of course, it's better to play well now and build momentum than than to not play well now, but it doesn't necessarily win you anything. There's no trophy for group stage, and if there was, we would have a good few of them. But the only point is to qualify for the knockouts, and if you win the group, you are less likely to get one of the strongest teams against you in the round of 16. And even though it has also happened that we win and still get pretty tough opponents uh, in February, and, and, and if we are second in the group, that group winner that throws us, 
won't be thankful to their lucky stars either. PSG is going to be a difficult team for them to beat also. That's the way that it goes, but you have to be in the top two. Otherwise, it's Europa League, which in and of itself is not the end of the world either. But of course, that's not what we are aiming for here. Or if you are at the bottom of the group, well, then that has happened and life has to move on. So while I'm not sure this performance will be enough when the really big matches are at hand, it also doesn't matter because that's not happening now. And now we can only play the matches that are ahead of us. In that way, it's good that we are having these big tests against big teams already at this point. And I also don't want to overstate this thing that are we good enough or if we are not good enough, to win the whole thing at this point. Like said, because I kind of reject the whole pressure thing, but on top of that, you know, things are going just fine. But the match in and of itself, the result was great, but there were times, especially early on in the match, where it was not that great and and, and a more dangerous team could could have probably uh, punished from those, those uh, situations. Now, after uh, three matches out of six, PSG is on top of the group with six points from three matches. Uh, two wins and one defeat. Uh, as it transpired, Dortmund beat Newcastle at St. James's Park. So both of those teams have now four points. And AC Milan has two from two draws. PSG has two difficult away matches left. First of those, 7th of November. So less than two weeks now at San Siro against AC Milan again. And they will have a lot to prove there. Then three weeks later, we have Newcastle at Parc des Princes. And that match, by the way, is only a couple of days after a match against Monaco, which is also a very, very big match. Uh, but both of those matches are luckily at home. And finally, the group stage ends for us in Dortmund on the 13th of December. Then we know where we stand in the final analysis of this group stage. But it's good to be well positioned now. And it is important to keep that level up and only by qualifying to the round of 16, can we earn the luxury of worrying about those matches that are then ahead? Only then we can start thinking about what is next after this patch. I think uh, it would be a fair interpretation from all this to conclude that the night in Newcastle was sort of a perfect storm for them with a long-awaited return to Champions League and all-around very solid match, of course, by them. But uh, it was our defeat, perhaps more than anything. PSG didn't bring what they should have, what they could have, and that was very costly, but such is life. It was, of course, very deserved win for Newcastle. I'm not taking anything away from them, but equally, if not even more so, deserved defeat for us in that match. And I'm glad to see that those lessons were learned. And the only direction we are looking now is the future, and nothing is necessarily beyond the reach of this squad. Yes, that is all from this episode. I'm genuinely very happy with what is happening on the pitch. And this was a great team performance. It's nevertheless good. And to be honest, with us PSG fans, it might even be necessary to do a little bit of a expectations management because we like to get ahead of ourselves sometimes. But so far, so good. Women's team is on an international break right now and the youth team managed to also beat AC Milan. By the way, 1-0, absolutely wonderful goal from distance by Seni Maulu. In Ligon, we are back in action this coming Sunday on the road against the surprise team of the season so far, Stade Brestois. That match is an afternoon one, so probably early wake up in North or South America. But good news for the Asian fans who essentially miss most of the matches unless they want to stay up during the less sociable hours. But either way, it's an early kickoff here in Europe in the afternoon. And after that, we play against Montpellier at home on Friday following that. This autumn, 
pretty full on. So fingers crossed that everyone stays fit and healthy. Thank you so much for listening to PST Review and check me online at PST Review Pod on Twitter and PST Review on Instagram and TikTok. Rate and review. And until next time, peace. Oh!